First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4, says, Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of ministries, and the same Lord. There are varieties of effects, but the same God who works all things where? In all persons. But to each one is given. But to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. I want to talk about this morning breaking the cycle of insecurity, part two. Breaking the cycle of insecurity, part two. Amen. Last week we talked about it, that Daniel was a 16-year-old boy in captivity in Babylon. At 16, he was secure in who he was. Fathers, I told you that if from the moment the child could speak, he would begin to learn the word of God. It's important because if you don't know your worth, you will forever try and will forever be trying to figure it out. I have a question for you as Christians. Do you struggle with your identity? Is our struggle different than the world? The answer to all of this is yes. The difference is from us and the world is that we have a solution. And if we follow the plan of God, amen, for our lives, we can overcome many of the insecurities that we do have. Remember, the devil doesn't want you to tap into your potential. Are you with me? The enemy does not want you to live up to what God has created you for. We are all born with a talent. I don't care who you are. You have a talent. Amen. And really, if you discover the talent at a young age, you can develop it. Amen. And you can have confidence in the world. This is why I believe Little League football and Baseball and sports like that. It allows young boys and soccer and, and, and swimming and all these after school programs. It allows these young kids to tap into their talent. Amen. The goal is not to crush them, but the goal is to develop them. Some may find out they have no athletic skills. Some may discover different things about themselves, but... The thing about the world is the world wants you to have confidence, but not character. I wish I had somebody. For many of us, we may have lived never really knowing, amen, what our purpose is, or even our talent. 
Amen. So we're left to what? To try to figure it out. There are different types of insecurities that comes with not understanding what you've been created for. There, there are insecurities you think everyone is definitely happier than you. Right? You still don't feel like you've actually grown up. Ah, oh, which I had. That's insecurity. You don't think anyone finds you attractive. That's an insecurity. You feel like everyone is always watching you or judging your decisions. You think if people knew the real you, they wouldn't like you. Tell your neighbor that's insecurities. You you also have what what I, what I call a total imposter syndrome. You know what that is? If you live in fear, you because you live in fear that everyone, I used to have this, everyone at your job or school is going to re- realize any minute now that you're actually a fraud. That you don't know what you're doing. You talk a good game. Amen. But you ain't busting nothing. Are you with me? That's called the imposter syndrome. You have it. But no one has helped you to develop it. That's insecurities. But I want to tell you something. Not so with God's people. God's people, the moment that you're born again, I want you to listen to me real carefully today on this. The moment that you're born again, you are given your purpose. And with your purpose, God gives you a precious gift. He gives you a precious gift from the Holy Spirit I, I, I'm saving this scripture for, for next week but but you got to remember the moment that you're born again you are a new creature that you are not or no longer of the world anymore you are no longer could have any dealings with the world as far as positionally now by practice you have to go into the world but as a new believer as a blood bought for real authentic 100% saved person your purpose has changed are you with me now what do you do what you do with it though will determine watch this your desire your destiny and your purpose in life. Paul is writing to a church here in 1 Corinthians. Got to listen to this real good, okay? He's writing to a church that was full of confidence. And they were full of confidence because they figured out something. Here's what they figured out. They figured out that they had spiritual gifts they found out that as a believer they had gifts that they didn't have before some had the gift of exhortation some had the gift of leadership some had the gift of faith some had the gift of tongues some had the gifts of interpretation of tongues But here's what happened. They were in a society, Corinth, much like our society today, where they they took these spiritual gifts and they became confident.
but they were still carnal. I'm going to say it one more time. They thought that the confidence that they had was the same that they had when they were in the world. Are you with me? There were a church of people, watch this, there were a church of people who used their spiritual gifts and their talents, but watch this, but it led to pride. It led to distraction and ultimately destruction. Watch this. They had become so proud, so confident, so carnal, that in chapter 11, they were abusing the Lord's Supper. They were literally coming to church to get drunk. They had a young boy in the church who was sleeping with his stepmama. And they were out there bragging about like, Hey, look at the homeboy. He, boy, he doing it. Boy, he doing it. <laughs> Amen. They, they had become so confident. And they, had thought, they, thought, they even thought, saints, that they were untouchable. Whenever you get to a point where your gift has made room for you and bring you before great people and you start getting confidence so much so that you forgot the Christ that gave you the gift, then you are in trouble. A lot of us were looking for, watch this, our security. And in looking for our security, what we're doing, saints, we're using what God has given us in the wrong places. I'm going to get there in a minute. Paul had to remind them in chapter 12, if you look at it, verses 1, he said, look what he said. He says, he says now y'all had been tripping. But right now I need to remind you of something. He said, now concerning what? <laughs> Watch the language. He says, I do not want you to be unaware. He says, brothers, listen, the church had lost its way. And Paul was instructing them about how to get back to basics. Are you with me? Watch the text. He says, listen, I don't want you to be unaware of these spiritual gifts that you have. He says, you know, you know something. You know what? That when you were what? He had to remind them of where God had pulled them out of. I'm talking to myself, amen. But watch this. Sometimes God got to remind you. Hey, come on somebody. Listen, he don't need you. He don't need you. But he has to remind you that, listen, I remember when you were a pagan. I remember when you were lost. Come on somebody. I remember when you were broken. Watch this, but 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 you got to remember now. Our insecurities come. Watch this, when we are using what God has given us for the kingdom in the world. Watch the text. He says, I, "Let me let me help you now." When you were a pagan, and, and and look what he says. And you were what? You were what? You were what? You were led astray by what? By meat idols. You you were you were led astray by cash commodities cars and creature comforts listen he, was, he wasn't just saying like an idol like that he was saying you allowed 4x to get you 
<laughs> you allowed multi-level marketing to get you. You allowed your pursuit of success to get you. You were being led by mute idols. What does it profit a man to gain the world and lose his soul? You wanted to make a come up, but now you got to make a comeback because you have forgotten who you are in Jesus Christ. Can I tell you something? If you allow, I want to say this to our young people. I want to say this to you. If you allow God to bless you, you can go to sleep at night and he will multiply your bank account overnight because that's who he is. But you have to trust and watch what God does. The insecurities had become, were gone and Pride and carnality sets in and Paul reminds them that they needed to understand that their security came from living a life dedicated to seeing God's agenda promoted. You may be saying, what does this have to do with my insecurities? Here it is. If you're a Christian using your God-given talent and your God-given spiritual gift anywhere else other than the kingdom, you will forever be searching for significance and security, watch this, in all the wrong things. Paul, I'm feeling this text, y'all. Paul says, listen, you were led astray by mute idols. However you were led. Verse 3, therefore I make known to you that no one by the Spirit of God says Jesus is accursed. And watch this. And no one can say Jesus is Lord. Watch this. By but by who? Except by who? So here's how we know who's who. <laughs> when you say Jesus, Jesus, you are Lord. When you say Jesus is Lord, that comes from the Holy Spirit. And if you can't say Jesus is Lord, then I'm suspect whether or not you have the Holy Spirit. But let me, let me just bring it a little closer. If Jesus is Lord of your life, then guess what? You don't have no insecurity issues. You're not searching for significance because you know who you are because the Holy Spirit lives in you. And not only does he live in you, but he gives you the confidence to step out on anything that you're doing for him. Are you with me? I want to say this to you. Gotta change our, we got to change our perspective. Our perspective has to change. Because if you have Jesus, you have the Holy Spirit. You don't have to rely on a person to tell you well done. You don't have to worry about if it's going to work, it will work. Come on somebody. And if you have a heart for God, he will do the rest. So the question is how do we break this cycle? Let's look at it. Verse 4, verse 4. He says, he says, now, okay, all right. He said, now, there are a what? A variety, there are varieties, amen, of what? Gifts. You know, the one thing you don't have to do in the church, you don't have to worry about someone taking your position. Know why? Because there's a whole lot of people in the church with different gifts. The variety here means means division. 
Let, let me say this to you. Let me let me break it down to you, okay? You think you come in church. Right? You you think you come in church, right? You think like you made a decision to get dressed and come in. God the one that did that. He's the one that changed your heart and gave you a new mind, so you will come. But you gotta remember this. He didn't call you to be a spectator. He called you to participate. And he gave you when he saved you immediately upon salvation he gave you spiritual gifts you know what a gift is something you didn't pay for and some of you have not yet discovered it but some of you have but but i'm gonna get to that in a minute so so here's what i believe i believe we're going to break this cycle of insecurity first thing we have to do ready start by using your spiritual gift for god's glory start by using your spiritual gift, watch this, not for the world, but for his kingdom. Not for gain, but for his glory. Not for compensation, but for, watch this, watch this, not for compensation for your insecurities, but for his glory. Start using your spiritual gift and you will find confidence in who God created you to be. Use it. Watch this. It's an insult not to use it. But it's insecurity if you use it elsewhere. I'm saying one more time. It's an insult not to use it. But it's it watch it, but it's insecurity when you use it elsewhere. Because it was designated not for the world but for the kingdom. Call it what you want. You can call it a cult. You can call it control. You, you can even feel like the church is holding you back. But church ain't holding you back. You're holding you back. And here's the thing. And if you're trying to find significant saints and you want to rid yourself of all these insecurities, start using the gift that he has put in you for his glory. In other words, let your light shine. If you can sing, sing. If you can preach, preach. If you can teach, teach. If you can lead, lead. Come on, somebody. Stop sitting on the sideline saying, I love the Lord, but you ain't doing nothing for the one you love. Come on, somebody. Here, here, here it is. Here it is. There's a blessing in a bad example. And here's why I say that. Because these, this Corinthian church, they were confident. They were secure. Watch this. When they used their gift, but they were deceived by ambition, pride, and the flesh. And somebody here this morning, I want to encourage you this way now. What it means is that you say, you say, God, not my will. God, I have these gifts and I'm going to give it to you because you gave it to me. And if you won't do it, <laughs> the Bible says the rocks will cry out in your place. Come on, somebody. God is looking for some people who have, who he has placed this special gift in and if you operate in your giftedness and stop thinking about what people think about you watch this you will overcome those insecurities the apostle does not merely mean that the spiritual gift bestowed their different gifts but what he's saying there are certain gifts that he gives to certain people so check this out you have the gift of leading but you don't lead. You have the gift of teaching, but you won't teach. So 
so God says, so how long are we going to wait around for you so we can get to send somebody else? And you're sitting on the sidelines saying, man, you see, here, here's the thing. Here's what, here's what, here's what I'm going to say to you now. Listen to me real good now. Remember, you're no longer of the world. You, you can't find that significant. Some of you trying to cozy up with the world. Some of you trying to go back to those places of comfortability. You're like, you know, I need to take a break. How do you take a break from God? How do you take a break from what he's given you? You say, Pastor, I'm burnt out. The reason you're burnt out because you're using your talent, not your gift. Because when you use your gift, you never get tired. Because it's something that just lights a fire in you that you see lives change. People say they want to see people change, but they don't mean that. Are you with me? Watch what he said in verse 5. He says, now there's a, there, there's a variety of gifts. Verse 5, he says, now there are varieties of what? Of what? Ministries. What? And the same. So we see the Spirit is the one that, watch this, the Spirit is the one responsible for giving you the gift. And it's the Spirit that will stay with you as you use the gift. I forgot that. Watch this. And the Spirit of God will have you doing things. You're like, man, how did I do that? It's the Spirit of God that does that. But don't grieve Him to the point where He can't use what He put in you. But watch this. He says there are a variety of what? Ministries. Watch this now. You know what the word ministries mean? You know, our church, I used to not use Vision Ministries Community Church, Community Church, right? Or Vision Ministries Church, right? Let me tell you why I use ministries. Never told this to anybody. The word ministry, ready? Ready? It means relief. That's what the word ministries mean. To relief, to, to, to bring relief to people. To service people. That's what it means, service. It also means support. So when we're operating in our ministry with the gift that God has given us, we are bringing relief to those who are in need. So my next point, you ready? Start serving in the ministry the Lord has appointed you to. Saints, I want to tell you right now, listen to me. It is not you. It is the Lord that's over the ministry. So whatever ministry you are serving in, if the Lord is over it, and if, you're, if everybody is operating, amen, in the spirit. Just let, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me help somebody right quick. But so when you have rehearsals, stop playing. Stop coming in half cocked. Know that the Spirit is there. The Lord is over that ministry. Whether it's the food ministry, the bike ministry, the whatever ministry, the mop ministry, the cleaning ministry, whatever ministry you over, remember that it's the Lord. Look what he says. He says the variety of ministry, but same Lord. Know who's there. Come on now. Do, do, do you have to make time for ministry? Balance is the key. That's the key. But gratitude is the motive. Tweet that. 
Silence is the key. But gratitude is the motive for doing ministry. See what I'm saying? I got to balance ministry and family. I got I to gotta balance ministry and, and school. I got to balance ministry and children. I got to balance it out. But guess what? But I'm not putting it to the side to do anything else because I'm grateful for God saving a wretch like me. I'm grateful that I'm not where I used to be. I'm grateful that I'm no longer serving and being led astray by mute idols. I thank God today. I remember you have the gift that God has given you. And if you really want to overcome those insecurities you have, you operate in the giftedness that God has given you now as a believer. The world can't appreciate it, so they're going to use it up and spit you out and leave you for dead. Listen, the world can be very attractive, y'all. And they can offer you a whole lot of alternatives to Christ. Come on, help me, somebody. They can offer you a whole lot of alternative alternatives to ministry. But remember, God saved you to serve. Are you with me? Watch what he says. Watch what he says. He says, then there's a variety of what? Effects. But the same who? God, who does what? Who works, well, I want to jump on top of this thing here. Uh, who works all things in all persons. You ready for this point? This point going to bless you. You ready? He says there are varieties of effects. See, here's what happens to us. Problem with us is this. We want to see stuff happen overnight like we want to see that but pastor how long how long how i've been waiting 16 years how long how long lord how long we want to see, see so you ready write this down you ready you ready stop worrying about success that's the next point stop worrying about success when it comes down to your spiritual gift and the ministry that God has put you over. Because in due time, he will give you success at his rate. Because he does not want you to become prideful. He wants to keep you humble so that you will serve him for the rest of your life. Not just for a week. Not just for a year. Not just when it's good. When ministry gets barren. When folks start walking away. You'll hang in there. Because your success comes from God. I see the Trinity here. I see the spirit with the gift. I see the Lord over the ministry. And then I see God giving the success. Don't you worry about success, boo. Don't you worry about success. Success will come. Watch this. And let me say this to you, okay? Let me say this to you. The success that you're having in ministry will overlap at your job. It's going to overlap in your business. It's going to overlap in your marriage. It's going to overlap with your children. It's going to overlap wherever you go, wherever you walk. Sometimes I, I'm scared. Sometimes I walk in a place, people just be looking at me. I'm like, what are they looking at? They see the glory of God, especially I just come out of Bible study. They be seeing something on me. I'm like, man, what you looking at, man? <laughs> you know, but the point is, it's funny how the glory of God will travel with you wherever you go. God will keep you from sin because you've been focused on his business.
You think God don't know we're frail and fragile and want to fall? But the reason I believe so many believers are so insecure is because they're so focused on what the world is trying to get them to live up to. This image that they're trying to live up to. And the world cannot define what God has destined. Are you with me? God is working all things together, even in you. Don't worry about results. Leave that up to God. Your insecurities will have you second-guessing yourself. Stop and remember that you are a vessel being used by God. Verse 7, he says, But to each one, hmm, this is what I love about the Word of God. It's all-inclusive. There's no discrimination here. So even from the little child in the church. Do you not know that God has already looked down the corridor of of your child's life? And he already knows what they will become. But parents, it's up to you to keep them in the will of God. And and I want to tell you, as attractive as the world will, will try to... To, to offer you deals that will cause you to make a deal on God. Or to deny God. Or to put God down and pick something else up. I want to tell you, you stay with God. And you'll find out something. You'll find out that serving the Lord will pay off for the rest of your life. It is a plan that will work for the rest of your life. He said, but to each one. Is given a manifestation of the Spirit. You know what that word manifestation means? It means to make visible. So, so what I'm figuring out is this. I got to read this. You say I don't see it. What other people see. About you. That's what you say. You say. I, I keep saying God going to do something great with you. God's got a destiny ahead of you. You're like, but I don't see it. How is it everybody else sees in you what you don't see yourself? That's where the problem is. That's where your insecurity comes with. from. That's why you keep trying to prove yourself. But look what the text, you got to look at the text. The text says, but to each one is given. You just ain't paying attention. You are not paying attention to what God is showing you. So here's the next point. Stop ignoring what the Spirit has already revealed to you. You have to look with spiritual eyes. And you will see what the Spirit has been trying to show you for years. Not not months. Not months, but for years. For years, he's been saying, look, look, look. I've been trying to show you this. Look, look, look. Watch this. If all you see is what you've been comparing yourself with others, if all you see is what you've been seeing with others, that's where the problem is. Problem is you've been comparing yourself to the world, trying to find significance, trying to find your security. God said, I'm right here, man. Burning bush. What do you think? Why do you think God showed Moses the burning bush? 
Moses been walking around there 40 years. He'd been walking around there like, shit, man. I wonder how many times he missed the burning bush. I'm not saying it happened, but I'm just saying. Then all of a sudden, one day he looked. He's like, whoa, hold on now. Wait a minute now. That looked different. How long has God been trying to light a fire in you, in front of you, to say, hey, I'm right here. Hey, this gift belongs to you. This gift you can use. This gift if you go to school, if you develop it. This gift if you get in church and you start developing it. You start honing it. Listen, you're thinking, man, but what about my job? Let me tell you something. When you give your life to Jesus and you commit your gift to him, all that stuff will happen for you. Stop ignoring what the Spirit has already revealed to you. How do you get tired? The Spirit is not in your ministry. The Lord is not ruling over it. And God definitely ain't blessing it. He says right here, but to each one is given. Let me tell you about that word given. Perfect tense. Means that's a reality. Can I ask you a question? Seriously. Has God showed you anything? Has he showed you anything? Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Next part of the gift. Next part of the verse. He says what? Verse 7. He says for what? Huh? I'm going to help somebody. Right now. You ready? I'm going to change this point to this. Stop holding people back by holding back the good things that God put in you for others. Stop holding people back by holding back the good things that God has put in you for others. The longer you sit on the bench talking about you can't, you won't, I'm tired, I'm old, whatever, whatever you're saying... You're holding somebody back. Because your gift is for somebody else. It's never for you. Now if you're trying to profit from it, you'll never succeed. It's not for you. It's not for you. Stop being selfish. Learn to be a giver of good things. God, I told my daughter, I said, I said you're going to be a national recording artist. Not not worldwide. I don't see it, Dad. I don't see it. I, I saw a meme the other day. Living in a pastor's house. Everything is illustration. <laughs> everything that happens in the house is illustration. I keep I keep t- I keep telling I said, baby girl, you got to see it. It's, it's, you got to see it, but you're, you, the, the ground that God is using right now is preparation for where you're going. But not, listen, you're not just going to be a singer. You're going to change lives through your singing because you're going to have a message through your singing. Now watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Right after I told her that, right after she stepped into the position here, watch this. I have a lady friend of mine. She She's a songwriter. She's a professional song. I, I didn't even know she was a songwriter. She wrote some songs for some movies and things like that. She said, Pastor, I'm going to write her the songs. 
And then yesterday she called me. She said, she said, now, now I'm gonna write a song, Pastor. But guess what? I'm gonna book the studio time, and we're gonna go record because she has a voice that the world needs to hear. Now I saw it. She ain't seen it yet. But until she sees it, she's gonna listen. This place is gonna go on fire. But you got to see it. I can't push you to see it. You got to see the common good when you're singing and people are crying and people are reflecting over their lives. You have the gift. You have the anointing. Anybody can sing, but do you have the anointing? Anybody can sing, but do you have the Lord over your ministry? And God just keeps putting people. Now let me ask you, what about your life? What has he been putting in place? Pretty soon, we're going to be employing people in our church. Some even want to work at the church a long time. You know what I'm saying? Pretty soon, we're going to be offering opportunities for people to do greater things. Plant churches other places. Come on, somebody. What I'm trying to tell you is this, y'all. If you commit yourself to the Lord and serve him, you will never regret it. When the word of God is linked with the spirit of God, you have what I call... A spiritual Xerox moment. When you take a piece of paper and you put it on a Xerox, on a copy machine, you lay the paper on the copy machine because you want a copy. You push the button because you want what's on the copy machine to come out on another sheet of paper. Before it comes out on another sheet of paper, what happens is light comes underneath and takes a picture of the piece of paper laid on top. The light then is transformed, amen, into what's called a photograph onto another sheet of paper. And there is a copy. As a matter of fact, an exact copy of what you put on top. When you come to church to hear the word of God, it's like putting a piece of paper on top. The word is the trans is transferred into your life via the light and the life of the Holy Spirit. He makes your life, amen. You got to make sure that your life in Christ is an exact copy of what was transferred. But if what's been copied look different, then you got the wrong copy machine. I encourage you today. If you're gonna if you're gonna overcome and break the cycle, you gotta start by using your spiritual gifts for God's glory. Start serving in ministry in the ministry the Lord appointed you to. Stop worrying about success. Stop ignoring what the Spirit has already revealed to you. And stop holding people back by holding back the good things that God has put. In you for others. I encourage you today. Listen, you don't have to, you know, I would say find your gift. You ain't got to find it. That's right. It will find you, and God already showed you. He's been showing you. That why you think you're so miserable? Because you're trying to do everything other than what the Lord, you're like, man, I ain't got time, I ain't got time, I ain't got time. 
I ain't got time. I ain't got time. Pastor, I'm young. I ain't got time. There's too much to do at the clubs. That means too much. But Pastor Hood told you. Man, I saw an 18-year-old girl got hit riding her bike. I think it was Friday. And I just had that flashback like, man, 18 years of her life is over. Done. Can you imagine? Five, four, three, two, one. Lights out. Now you're standing before God. What would you say? God, I did. Listen. I want God to take all. When I die, I don't want to leave nothing on the table. I want to be an empty vessel. So that he can say, man, this dude here doesn't work to his bone. Why are you so passionate about it, Pastor? I don't want to be the only one. You know why I'm passionate? Gratitude. And guess what? He showed it to me. He showed it to me. And he's shown it to you. But here you go. You're trying to buy a book on how to, win, uh, how, how to figure out your purpose in life. You're trying to go join a group, go to sweat lodges and all this other stuff to try to figure it out. Ten steps to success. Man, listen. Stay in the church. Work your ministry. Read your word. Live your life. And listen, you will be one of the most confident person. I tell my girls, walk with your head up, man. Walk with your head up. You got some, you're going to run into something. Do you know what the problem is with these phones? Pay, pay attention to this. You, you don't know where you're going because your head's always down. It's a design. We used to talk about lifting our head. Confident. Dress good. I we had that can I Y'all think I've been sharing this stuff with my family, y'all. I told my girls when we went on last vacation, I said, listen, y'all, when you get up in the morning, pray, dress good. The way you dress, it tells a lot about you. You know, be confident in who you are. You understand what I'm saying? Lift your head. Watch what God does. The very week they did it. Stuff starts falling in their way. Favor and stuff. And I said, see. I'm not going to go on detail. But I'm just saying. Because <laughs> they get embarrassed. Pastor's kids are illustrations. Everything that happened in my house is illustration. And so. <laughs> and so at the end of the day. Amen. I say this to you. Let God lead you saints. Where we're going, don't say, Pastor, I ain't, I ain't got no time. Don't say you don't have time. Don't, you know, find your gift. And you will find out. And then don't just be busy doing stuff. We don't want busy people. We want blessed people. Balanced people. Amen. That will use what God has given them for his glory.